2007 was a hellish year for Britney Spears. It began with the breakdown of her marriage and culminated in a patchy buzz cut, stalking and public humiliation at the hands of the paparazzi and a bitter custody battle. By the close of the year, she was widely reported to be no longer speaking to her family, an estrangement more significant for the fact that it was Britney's success that lifted her family out of financial difficulty. So what were the rest of her relatives up to? Britney's year of chaos was not the end of the story for the Spears family unit. The pop princess's plotline is so complicated, it would need at least another five seasons. But as succession so expertly showed, the most scintillating of stories is often those built on blood. For the Spears family, the Shakespearean twists really began a couple of months into 2007. Enter stage right, the youngest Spears daughter, Jamie Lynn Spears. Concurrent with Britney's public fall from grace, 16-year-old Jamie Lynn dropped a bomb of her own. She was pregnant with her first child. At this point in the story, we were used to controversy surrounding the eldest Spears daughter. But for Jamie Lynn, this was the first time her personal life had come under scrutiny. There was little celebration because immediately following the announcement, Jamie Lynn faced public backlash and professional setbacks. Many labelled her as a bad example for impressionable teens. And this was only her first experience of the vicissitudes of public opinion. And as we shall see, it wouldn't be the last. Welcome to Cancelled. I'm your host, Leah, and this is the show where we look back at some of the biggest and most bizarre attempts to cancel people, corporations and even countries. You may think the subjects of our very rigorous and academic study deserve public disdain. You may think it's all a gross injustice, but it doesn't matter because all of them were judged in the court of public opinion and ultimately cancelled. The recent events find Britney and Jamie Lynn Spears firmly added to the list of ultimate sibling fallouts. Things didn't start out that way. Let's slide back in time to Britney before she became the pop princess. Born and raised in the Deep South, Britney's Hollywood dreams far exceeded the average ambitions of a Kentwood, Louisiana native. Her mother and father both came from humble beginnings, but as a child star, Britney soon became her bankrupt family's main breadwinner. With a strong work ethic and a series of breaks, by the time she turned 20 years old, Britney had already achieved more than what her parents or even her younger self could have imagined. Throw in some complicated family dynamics and prepubescent jealousy, and you could imagine what it must have been like to be the pop star's sister. In Britney's long shadow came Jamie Lynn, who also had ambitions of stardom. Jamie Lynn's first chance at her 15 minutes came in 2002, when Britney was gearing up to the release of her film, Crossroads. The movie's opening scene required a child actor to play a younger version of Britney's character. Jamie Lynn's name came up, a solution to Hollywood's dilemma of verite. It eventually won her a blink-and-you'll-miss-it cameo in the film. During promotion, Britney appeared on Oprah. Jamie Lynn had a small segment from the family home in Louisiana where she gushed about her big sister. Quote, She has never changed since the day she left. She is the nicest country girl you'll ever meet. She would do anything for me and we share such a special relationship. End quote. In an ominous twist of words, the clip ended with Jamie Lynn announcing, quote, My advice to Britney is just scoot over because I'm coming through and I'm going to be the star pretty soon. My advice to Britney is just scoot over because I'm coming through and I'm going to be the star pretty soon. End quote. Britney jokingly replied, quote, 
She doesn't have a confidence problem at all, end quote. Here she played the wiser older sister, ennobling herself with kind words of warning. She knew from experience the demands of the industry and wanted Jamie Lynn to be able to be a kid. But a starry-eyed young JL got her wish despite her sister's trepidation, and almost overnight, she became a cast member on tween sketch show All That. A couple years later, in 2005, the cameo had converted itself into its own series, Zoe 101, where she portrayed the titular character. It turned out that Britney's cautioning words against the pitfalls of the spotlight had an uncanny significance. By 2007, Britney's public life had significantly changed. The singer was facing a very public mental health crisis, her family estrangement and relationship breakdown cast into the glare of public view. A judge ruled against her, limiting the time she could spend with her children. And this was just another day out for the gaggle of paparazzi who were feeding on her personal pain. The Celestial Stars were clearly not in alignment in 2007 for the Spears family because that same year, the other Spears sister would face her own crisis in front of the public's glare. Early in 2007, it was reported that Britney was severing both financial and familial ties to her mother, Lynn Spears. They say that nature abhors a vacuum. No more was Lynn Spears able to support herself off the manipulation of her child. So what did she do? She did what she did best. She orchestrated a PR stunt with her other daughter at the centre, allegedly. Starring on the cover of OK! magazine, Jamie Lynn announced that she was three months pregnant with her first child with boyfriend Casey Aldridge. The announcement roused accusations of manipulation, critics alleging that the interview was orchestrated by Lynn Spears due to the suspected payout. The publication was notorious for multi-million dollar payouts to celebrities who spilled the proverbial beans on the record. With beans spilt and chickens roosted, Jamie Lynn had her first taste of what would become the recurring financial strategy for the Spears. But while a reported $1 million payday for selling the pregnancy story might seem like an inventive way of turning lemons into lemonade, the general public did not find the familial concoction so sweet. OK! magazine was accused of glamorizing teen pregnancy, and Jamie Lynn was attacked for setting a bad example for impressionable teens. OK!'s then-editor, Rob Shooter, came to Jamie Lynn's defense, telling Newsweek, quote, Jamie Lynn is in an exceptional situation where she's already made a handsome living, end quote. But his defense did little to douse the flames, and furious parents demanded Nickelodeon to cancel the release of Zoe 101's fourth season. With such vitriol in the air, Jamie Lynn's professional future was in serious jeopardy. The consensus seemed to be that many fans were disappointed in the contrast between Jamie Lynn's on-screen good girl persona and her real-life expectant mother status. Until now, Nickelodeon had been widely seen as a sanctuary of family-friendly content. After the announcement, critics slammed the network for having Jamie Lynn front one of its biggest shows. And yet, in January 2008, Nickelodeon executive Dan Martinson revealed that there was no intention of shelving the fourth season, which had finished production before the pregnancy was announced. The premiere went ahead as planned, and the show received a record-breaking number of viewers. But good ratings couldn't save a sinking ship, and Zoe 101 was quickly, you guessed it, cancelled. Fast forward to 2008, nine whole months later, Jamie Lynn gave birth to her daughter Maddie Brianne in a Mississippi hospital. After the birth, 
Jamie Lynn stepped into the shadow of public view. She moved to relative obscurity in Louisiana, and the only glimpse of her life the public got were intermittent social media posts which depicted her as a hands-on mother living in rural Southern America. Seemingly content with her new life, it appeared that the ambitions which once burned bright were replaced with a desire for a private life. But as we'll soon learn, Jamie Lynn's apparent wish for solitude would be very temporary. By the time 2008 ended, it was somewhat business as usual for the Britney enterprise. Jamie Lynn's big sister released a new album with a 97-date, 58-city world tour. This relentless schedule would continue into the next decade, with Britney taking on endless other promotional activities and touring the globe. Yet, for all her successes, Britney was in a double bind that few could imagine. Since January 2008, Britney's father, Jamie Spears, yes, father Jamie, mother Lynn, parents to Jamie Lynn, had placed eldest daughter Britney under the rule of a conservatorship. Typically, conservatorships are reserved for individuals who are unable to make their own decisions due to dementia or other mental illnesses. So how was this possible that despite being a grown woman, arguably working harder than ever, she had almost no agency in deciding the fate of her career and life? Despite never being medically evaluated, a judge ruled that Britney's father was the best person to run her affairs. In short, while Britney was releasing new music, endorsing countless products, and touring the world, the entire Spears family was profiting from this lucrative legal arrangement. The driving force of her unforgiving cycle of perform, rinse, repeat was a legal decree which had come to encompass every aspect of her life. Despite making major bank from the long list of commitments, she had no control over her own life, personally and professionally. The business of being Britney was more than a family affair, but what does her sister have to do with this sordid arrangement? To answer this question, we can look at what Jamie Lynn had been up to for half a decade, and how her relationship with her sister had evolved. From the late noughties to the twenties, the youngest Spears sister had made a prolonged second attempt at stardom. As part of this ploy in 2011, Jamie Lynn and daughter Maddie moved to the capital of country music, Nashville, Tennessee, where Jamie Lynn intended to test the waters of fame by playing a series of small concerts and releasing a 2014 EP titled The Journey. To her disappointment, she found that the waters had significantly cooled and she failed to find commercial success. During this time, from an outsider's viewpoint, Jamie Lynn and Britney were as close as ever. They duetted on Britney's 2013 album, Britney Jean, and in 2016, Britney made a surprise appearance on a TV special documenting Jamie Lynn's music career. For a while, even in her career, things were looking up for Jamie Lynn. By 2019, with enough luck and rugged determination, she won a role in the Netflix series Sweet Magnolias. Concurrently, she was also preparing for a reunion with the casts of both All That and Zoe 101, which reportedly had a reboot in development. So although things were tending towards the trajectory of success, she had certainly not been living the abundant life of a pre-2007 Britney Corps beneficiary. The clincher came in October 2018, when Britney announced and then abruptly cancelled a new Vegas residency. Following on from this, in January 2019, a social media manager who worked for Britney's then-management team posed as Britney, writing a lengthy post explaining that this indefinite work hiatus was to take care of her dad, Jamie, who was to be hospitalised due to health issues. 
From this point on, until mid-April 2019, Britney disappeared off the face of the earth. The same month as The Post, an anonymous former paralegal that worked on the conservatorship was featured on the podcast Britney's Gram. He made the disturbing claim that Britney was being held in a treatment facility against her will. It was implied that Britney was being punished for refusing to work. Almost immediately, the entire conservatorship and the Spears family came under fire for keeping Britney under such oppressive restraints. Many view this as the turning point that brought the conservatorship gravy train to a screeching halt. The next two years saw the growth of the fan-led Free Britney movement, which aimed to release Britney from the conservatorship, and the production of several documentaries that highlighted Britney's hardship while pointing the finger at her family. The view of this movement was that Jamie Lynn, throughout the entirety of the conservatorship, had adopted a don't ask, don't tell policy. She chose silence regardless of mounting public pressure to speak. But what happened next forced her hand. In June 2021, Britney gave public testimony to a Los Angeles court. She accused her father and management team of abuse, stating that they had forced her to perform against her wishes, drugged her, and wouldn't allow her to remove her IUD as they didn't want her to have any more children. She compared life under the conservatorship to trafficking, and though she didn't specifically name Jamie Lynn, she said, quote, I would like to sue my family, end quote. Jamie Lynn spoke out publicly for the first time when she posted on social media, claiming to not be involved in the conservatorship. In a video on Instagram, she said, quote, Maybe I didn't support Britney the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I've supported my sister long before there was a hashtag and I'll support her long after, end quote. With momentum behind Britney's case growing, accusations against Jamie Lynn of involvement emerged. Fans didn't buy Jamie Lynn's story. She was accused of complicity in conservatorship abuse, mishandling of money, and ultimately exploiting Britney's trauma for financial gain. Some called the video posted on social media disingenuous and accused her of wiping away non-existent tears. Others said it was suspicious that neither Jamie Lynn nor any other family members filed to end the conservatorship since Britney's explosive testimony. Undeterred, in July of 2021, Worthy Publishing unveiled details of Jamie Lynn's memoir titled I Must Confess, a clear and yet dubious nod to one of the most famous lyrics from Britney's debut single, Baby One More Time. Fans were outraged that Jamie Lynn would choose such an insensitive moment to release an autobiography, with claims circulating that the title was proof that she was trying to cash in on the outrage surrounding Britney's conservatorship. After this public outcry, the publishers later claimed that the book's title had been, quote, erroneously released online, end quote, and that it was not finalized. Though Jamie Lynn claimed her book was not about her sister, Britney's name was mentioned over 200 times across its 304 pages. Both within the book and in real life, Jamie Lynn continued to respond with pitiless denial. In November of 2021, Britney was freed from her conservatorship. On Instagram, she thanked her fans for shining a light on her plight, while her voice was, quote, muted and threatened for so long, end quote. Jamie Lynn's pattern of silence would finally be publicly recognized by Britney in January 2022, when Britney issued an open letter to her sister, saying that she still loved her while also criticizing the book, adding, quote, You've obviously hurt me by the things you're making up about me. 
It's so tacky for a family to fight publicly like this. You say you love me, yet your loyalty is still with the people that hurt me the most. End quote. As Jamie Lynn began a disastrous press tour, the sisters continued to spar online. In an interview with Metro, Eric Scheifer, chairman of Reputation Management Consultants, called Jamie Lynn painfully deluded, borderline masochistic, and described her attempt to monetize every last dime off the back of Britney as a lethally stupid campaign. As it turned out, the ill-named book turned out to be the sore point of their relationship, exposing the chasm left by the years of extortion and manipulation. While there was a lot of supposition about Jamie Lynn's profiteering, the Free Britney campaigners eventually revealed evidence that supported these claims. In their feverish forensic dig into her finances, they shed new light on a trust that Britney had set up in 2004 to protect her fortune and to provide for her kids. But the trust was amended in 2018, naming Jamie Lynn as the trustee. In response, a legal representative for Jamie Lynn told the New York Times, quote, there is no story here, end quote. But the documents and the Free Britney Army seem to see otherwise. It was also revealed that Jamie Lynn chose Lou Taylor's investment firm, Stonebridge Wealth Management, to be the advisor over the trust. Taylor, a one-time business manager for Britney, was widely regarded as the mastermind behind the conservatorship and its financial exploitation. With the revelation that at least $3.4 million had been funneled or invested from Britney's estate into Stonebridge Wealth Management, Jamie Lynn's innocent bystander alibi was shattered. By the time her book was available to pre-order, Jamie Lynn's memoir had a new, equally problematic title, Things I Should Have Said. Many were baffled that a book that was supposed to clear Jamie Lynn's name had a name that made direct reference to her silence and perceived apathy. In an apparent bid to save face, she pledged to donate a portion of the proceeds of the book's sales to the mental health charity This Is My Brave. However, in a deliciously shady move, the nonprofit declined the donations. By 2022, the consequences of Jamie Lynn's involvement in the conservatorship were in their late stages. The planned Zoe 101 reboot was axed. Several of Jamie Lynn's co-stars took to social media to turn on her, with former cast member Paul Butcher expressing support for both Britney and the decision to cancel the show. The minority that may have wanted to hear what Jamie Lynn had to say in her book were out of luck. In a cease and desist letter, Britney's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, cautioned that Britney wouldn't hesitate to file a lawsuit if Jamie Lynn kept denigrating her during promotion. The letter stated, quote, Although Britney has not read and does not intend to read your book, she and millions of her fans were shocked to see how you have exploited her. End quote. With that, the book tour came to a sudden end. With the gag order firmly in place, Jamie Lynn experienced something of the power and violence of the law. After choosing to stay silent for so long, she faced the cruel irony of being forcibly silenced. But could her cancellation ever compare to Britney's life under the conservatorship? Little did she know when she made that plea of stardom on Oprah that hell hath no fury like a pop princess scorned. This episode was written by Rory Boyle. This is a Broccoli Production.